welcome back to Over 40 with the Shorty, the podcast. I am T.L. Brown, founder and head mama in charge at Over 40 with the Shorty. And man, am I excited to be sitting in this seat again, sitting behind this microphone, gearing up to share with you all the latest and greatest happenings in my adventures through motherhood. Hope you guys are well. Um, Man, this is episode three. It is almost unbelievable. This is episode three. Man, I am still pinching myself that I am sitting behind the microphone and I have created a new platform in this channel to, you know, be able to share with you guys just what's happening in my world, share with you my thoughts, give you some tips, some expertise even on things that I've learned of being a mom in her 40s. Um, Makes me a little more seasoned in age, but certainly feeling like at times a new mama. And so I am ever thankful, ever grateful um, to have this opportunity. I am just constantly amazed. And God is so good to us. He's awesome to us. And I'm just thankful for being able to have this platform. I'm thankful for the ideas that, you know, he's continued to pour into me. um, And I'm being able to share in turn all of these ideas and and thoughts with each of you. So you guys, if you think um, about the last episode, man, we were talking all about self-quarantining and I share with you guys how my shorty and I have been able to uh, navigate staying in place um, just based on the mandates that our local governments have given us through the coronavirus coronavirus pandemic. And certainly these are times like no other. Um, and so I I don't know, I think over the last several weeks, I've had to get crafty and things that we've been doing and experiences we've been having and just trying to keep us learning and trying to keep us laughing. And so was happy to be able to share those thoughts with you. But the idea for this week's episode, for the episode three, um, also began or also started brewing through our times of uh, being quarantined. And I started thinking really about, you know, my own self-care routines and just thinking about what do I need to do to protect my sanity um, and to protect my mental space just to make sure that I'm taking the best possible care of myself. And I started thinking, you know what, Hmm, you might need to reinstate some of those things you used to do to take care of yourself. Um, And then I just started thinking about, you know, new ways that I can also incorporate into my own self-care routine. So if you haven't guessed it, yes, episode three is going to be all about self-care. I know that you guys have probably heard a whole lot lately about this topic, but I wanted to give you my take, wanted to give you my thoughts in this episode, and perhaps it'll give you some ideas of things that you may want to incorporate into your own day-to-day lives. Um, You know, I think the one of the things I'll do first was kind of set the stage with what I've been doing, some of my go-to things that I do to help take care of myself. Um, And then I will share with you guys some of the stuff that I have been learning over the past couple of weeks as I've been preparing for this episode as it relates to self-care. I mean, for instance, you guys, there are six or seven different types of self-care. I, for one, had no clue about the various ways that you can take care of yourself or the various categories that have been determined and defined for self-care. And I'm guessing that many of you all had no clue about it either. So I will be sharing that with you. I'll be sharing just some really practical ways that you can improve your own routines and things that you can put into practice um, as you go through your days. And hopefully it'll just make you mindful of how you're taking care of yourself. And hopefully it'll change some mindsets if you have them that self-care is selfish because it's not. I think it would be selfish for us not to take care of ourselves. Well, we'll get into that a little bit further in this episode. So if you guys are all ready, I know that I am. I want you guys to buckle up and let's get started. 
Welcome again, and thank you for joining me on the Over 40 with the Shorty, the podcast. All right, all right, let's jump back in. Let's talk about self-care. By definition, y'all, self-care is the quality of care taken by an individual towards their own personal health care needs. So basically, it's all about focusing on your own well-being, focusing on just you, tapping into you know how you're really feeling, what kinds of things are you lacking, paying attention to your body signals, and, and I guess hints that you need to be monitoring or fixing something that um, isn't working as it should be, or maybe it is just an opportunity for you to maintain um, how you're taking care of yourself. And I don't know, there are lots of ways that we can do that. And I'm sure like most of you all, you know, your self-care routines probably include a lot of the standard stuff that, I, that mine includes. Um, but to give you a better idea, I'll let, let's run through my quick list. Um, so first and foremost on my list, getting my hair did y'all getting my hair done is my tried and true. It is the queen bee of my self-care routine. Um, prior to having my shorty, I was that girl who got her hair done weekly. I had a standing appointment. Um, I, I just always use that time for me to just sit down, slow down, finally relax, um, and allow someone to do my hair while I thought about all of the problems I needed to solve, all of the things I wanted to change, all of the things I wanted to try, or even if I just wanted to sit still and just relax a little bit and exhale me sitting at the shampoo bowl, letting someone style my hair has always just been the main self-care technique that I would implement for my own personal self um, and routines. And it is something that I still love to do. However, post having my shorty, um, I'm not in the hair salon as often as I once did. I don't have that weekly standing appointment anymore. And I actually am uh, taking care of my own hair. Um, something that I've always been able to do, but I'm taking care of my own hair in between salon visits at this point. And so, you know what, even in doing my own hair, I still take that as an opportunity for me to unwind a little bit and to slow it down and to pay attention to, girl, you've got a couple more gray strands or hmm, you might need a haircut. I don't know. For me, I will say that getting my hair done has just always been that thing that has been a pick me up, you know, no matter what's going on in my world or in my space. I will say that nine times out of 10, if my hair is looking good, I'm feeling pretty good. So, you know, maybe you guys can also make the correlation between your hair being decent and you feeling decent. But for me, that has always been my go-to self-care routine. And it's probably going to remain um, as one of those top ways that I that I pay attention and, and spend some time, quality time with um, and tuning in to myself. The next way that I'll share with you guys um, is me getting my nail done, nails done. I, you know, love to get my nails done. I like when my nails look really nice. Um, I will be honest and say that I tend to like pedicures more than I do manicures. And hang on before y'all start sniggling and giggling. I am not the girl who's going to walk around with um, raggedy nails, fingernails, and then have her toes look great. I just like for... Um, I guess the technicians to do my feet and I have a tendency to take care or do better job of taking care of my own fingernails. Um, I am kind of picky about my nail colors. I am one who likes to change them up pretty frequently 
And I'll be quite honest, I've tried everything from full acrylics to gels, and I've just had them also do just a standard regular manicure. And for some reason, for me, I don't know if you guys experience this, but for me, um, my manicures never seem to last as long and they always leave me frustrated. So for what I've started doing is I'll go to the salon and let them do my toes and then I will come back and then maintain my own manicure um, at home. And so it has worked for me. I um, find peace and joy in painting my nails, believe it or not. I Through the quarantine and I guess during this time at home, I have found that I've polished my nails more um, in the last several weeks than I have in quite some time. I've just you know made it one of those things that I do for myself. Um, I am one who changes that nail color a couple of times a week too. Um, I don't know. It's just is a peaceful time. I it is something that you see the instant gratification of, and I love the way my nails look. And um, I, you know, I've gotten to the point where I have my own brands of polish that I like. I have um, a preference for the style of brushes that I use when applying color. Um, just as a quick tip, I like the thinner brushes um, and the polishes, but that's just me. You guys probably have your own systems that work for you, but for me, I've found that those work best. Um, you know, and I just have lately been doing a pretty good job of keeping my nails in decent shape. Um, but on the opposite end of that spectrum too, y'all, I'll be honest to say that I go periods of time where I am cold turkey and I'm not polishing my nails at all. And so I will say that it is not because, you know, I don't like to, I just haven't been making time in those, in those periods um, to do my own nails. And certainly that is that warning light. That is that indicator for me that, you know what, hmm, it's time for you to spend a little time with you and, you know, do your nails. So getting my hair done, getting my nails done, those are both um, just some um, very standard ways ways in which I uh, practice self-care. Um, and I don't know, truth be told, if I'm really honest, uh, my nails are probably a better indicator of how I'm taking care of myself, um, more so than my hair. Because, you know, to me, getting my hair done is a given. That is just one of those things that's going to happen, whether I do it or someone else does it. But my nails at time, I don't know, y'all have become that optional <laughs> um, thing for me. And so, yeah, I though it probably shouldn't be optional, I uh, probably will be quicker to let my nails you know, go and, and not be polished and not be um, well-maintained quicker than I would my hair. So getting my hair done um, and getting my nails done are, are two of the, you know, tried and true ways that have always been self-care techniques for me. Um, one Another way that I take care of myself is by me reading. I like to read real books. I like to hold books. I like to take time with my books. I take the jackets off. I very rarely will read what it's about. I don't read the the, the dust covers very often because I don't want it to spoil it for me. I like to um, come to my own conclusions about the stories. I um, like to hold an actual book. And if I can find time to read a few pages or read a couple of chapters, um, I certainly like to do that. And I shouldn't say find time, but I should more, more I guess, accurately say take the time to read a book. Um, a book is surely a way for you to pop out of your own day-to-day, -day, your own standard days and routines and pop into, you know, an environment that is not quite like yours. Or maybe you get to experience some things a little bit differently um, as you're reading books. I know I certainly do. 
Um, and it is one of the ways that I can unplug. It is one of the ways that, you know, I am continuing to increase my vocabulary and to learn about different things. And so it is, you know, a practice that I like to do. I'm trying to find ways to to do so more often. I know many of my friends, my mama friends, um, are listening to podcasts like this one, or they are reading books um, via audio books. Um, I haven't gotten into that practice just yet, but I, I don't know. I, I still like to hold a book. I still like to flip the page. I still like what books smell like. I like the idea of carrying a book and being able to dig in it when I can carve out some time. And I don't know, I can always tell when it's time for me to start reading something or if there is, um, you know, I get this hunger to to explore new stuff. And, and the quickest way for me to do that is to grab a book. And so um, I actually just started reading a book not too long ago, a couple of days ago. So I'll uh, let you know how that goes. I've made myself a goal to finish it by the end of July. So hopefully you guys will hold me to that, hold me to that goal and um, I'll accomplish it. So yeah, that is three ways that I take care of myself. First being, again, my hair. Second being getting my nails done. Third one would be reading a book. The fourth one that I will give you guys is certainly all about, and I've shared this with you before, but it's just all about music and my love for music. Um, man, right after Jesus, y'all, music is my go-to self-care technique. Um, music is my safe haven. I will sprinkle music on just about anything, whether I am feeling funky, whether I need to get some pep in my step, when I need to work out, when I need to get my heart rate up, when I need to write something, nine times out of 10, I am putting on some music to help me do just that. It does not matter um, to me you know, if if the music is with lyrics or without, I think sometimes whatever is going on in my space will ne- dictate or necessitate what I listen to. But I am at my happiest. I am at my most relaxed um, when I'm listening to music. And so music in all forms and all shapes, whether I'm singing, whether I am using it to dance, whatever the conversation is that is happening in my world, I just find for me that I am at home when I'm listening to music. I use music as therapy. I use it as my friend, y'all. It helps calm me down. Um, It has just been something that has just been a part of my life um, for as long as I can remember. And it is something that I am certainly trying to um, share with my shorty, and he is certainly gravitating to his own types of music and love for music as well. But certainly, y'all, if you don't have a relationship with music, I certainly would encourage you to 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 build one and to find that stuff that motivates you and to find ways that it can help be a part of your day because it certainly helps me from being cranky. It certainly is a boot alterer for the better for me. Um, and so, I don't know, music is certainly a biggie in my uh, toolbox of self-care techniques and tips that I use. Okay, so I've told you guys all about some of my most favorite ways to um, implement self-care into my life. 
And, you know, of course, there are lots of other things that I do, but certainly in the sake of time and in the interest of time, didn't want to go through all of them. But I do have other things that I like to do for myself. Um, anything from, you know, like exercising and making sure that I'm eating pretty well, um, making sure that you're getting rest and that you're resting soundly and you're getting quality rest. I burn candles at the house in my room. I like massages. I like, you know, mastering the art of luxuriating in the bathtub. Um I like to implement a great skincare routine, although in these, um, I guess, 40s, in these middle 40s that I'm in right now, my skin is quite different than it used to be. So I'm figuring out my skincare routine um, at the moment. And all of these things, I think, are, are essential to um, ensuring that you're taking proper care of yourself. But wanted to just kind of expand a little bit on self-care, guys. And, you know, as I started preparing for this episode, I went digging and I and I tried to, um, you know, do some research on just all of the different things, you know, about self-care, why we're hearing so much about it lately. Um, and I came to the realization that, you know, there are seven main ways or seven types of self-care that, you know, an individual, a human being, um, implements for themselves on a regular basis. And I was like, seven, wow. I had no clue, no idea that we had gone to the extent of categorizing self-care um, because I think most of the ones that I just mentioned to you guys all fall into one category, which probably would be either you know, what they consider um, your physical self-care or maybe your grooming self-care space. But certainly, guys, I mean, seven different types of self-care that are out there. And you know what? I, I hadn't known that. And as I started learning more about self-care of what it is and what it isn't, I certainly found some areas areas and ways of things that I need to, you know, perhaps consider incorporating into my, into my mix. And so, you know, I'll, let's, let's kind of just take a look at um, just what those various areas and various types of self-care and what they are and what they kind of means. I'm going to run through this um, pretty quickly just so that you guys can get a feel for what they entail. And then I'm sure it may spark some interest of your own and you'll, you'll do your own research and figure out how to make your own pieces of the puzzle fit in this self-care journey. But the first one up, as I mentioned a moment ago, was physical self-care. And so physical self-care is all about, you know, what you're doing with your body, how you're moving your body on a regular basis, how you are, you know, implementing physical touch, how how much sleep and rest are you getting, all of those things that, you know, I guess go into how your body is physically acting and physically responding to its needs and the needs that you have and require of it on a day-to-day basis. Um, certainly there were, there is um, some self-care that is required so that you're restoring your physical self. And so, yeah, I just learned all about it. I've learned that, you know, um, physical self-care can include anything from, I don't know, I'm now riding my bike. So that's one way that I'm trying to be more active and trying to move my body more. I am dancing more, believe it or not. Like I am turning on some music once again and just dancing. And it doesn't matter if it's in the latest dance or it's not the correct step, but I am just finding myself and moving my body and reacting to what I'm hearing. And so it results in me dancing a little bit more. I um, am learning how to you uh, run again, like 
before I had my shorty, I was uh, developing a love for running. And um, it's actually a love-hate relationship that most people have with running. And I don't know, I just want to be as physically fit as possible. It is truly a journey, but I recognize that having a four-year-old shorty is going to require a mama to have some activity and some stamina and and to increase that activity. And, And so I don't know, I've just been finding that I've been learning to and wanting to run a little bit more. I um, am, I don't know, I'm forever doing things in the backyard with them, whether we're playing freeze tag or whether we're playing hide and go seek. At any rate, these are just all the ways that I am trying to incorporate better physical self-care. Um, who knows? I'm sure we, he will find or help me find another opportunity to be more physical fit, physically fit and more active in my my routines and how we play together. So, yeah, certainly I'm already thinking, OK, well, I am doing a little bit of this and this could, you know, certainly be a part of my physical self-care routine. Um, the next way that I saw or the next type of self-care that I learned about this week was psychological self-care. And that has everything to do with, you know, how you're thinking and processing. And if you're being or how you're being mindful and the level of creativity that you are, you know, putting forward and, you know, just finding new ways to do different things and just taking a moment to explore that creativity. I think a lot of times we've been conditioned to, you know, have great ideas and want to be creative, but don't take the time to do it. Don't take the time to explore it. And so, you know, just me and looking up, you know, what self-care means and all of the different ways that you can implement and incorporate it into your routines. I think for me that this week, that was one of the ways that I started practicing psychological self-care and just that hunger for knowledge, that hunger for wanting to know and learn more and then taking the time to do something about it and then putting it into practice. It's just that simple. It doesn't have to be rocket science. It doesn't have to be anything extremely hard, but just satisfying that quench or, you know, that desire to learn more. That is what they call psychological self-care. The next one, the third one was called emotional self-care. And that centers around how we navigate our emotions. And I know a lot of times we are stressed and I think a lot of times we have to find ways to channel that stress. So emotional self-care is, you know, simply implementing things into your routine, whether it is you writing in a journal where you are, you know, writing down your deepest thoughts, or if you are doodling or scribbling pieces of a poem or putting together parts of a short story, or if you are writing down about, you know, how something or someone made you feel, journaling is one of those ways that you can help foster a deeper sense of, you know, emotional self-care and incorporate that and just giving yourself an outlet to get some of that stuff out. Um, And just being still enough and allowing yourself to, you know, utilize that emotional space, however you dictate it to be. Like there's no right or wrong way to do so. There's tons of outlets you can use um, in emotional self-care. So I encourage you in this particular space, especially as mamas, especially as women on the go and always having to manage and do so many things for so many different people. Um, And we go through lots of things emotionally. Yeah, certainly take an opportunity to find out which tool, which mechanism works best for you in that space. Um, The fourth one was called social self-care. And social self-care has everything to do with your circle of trusted family and friends. You had to make sure that you were 
nurturing those relationships, nurturing those friendships, making sure that you're taking the time to connect and making sure that you are surrounding yourself with supportive people who, you know, give you that sense of belonging and that sense of connectedness and, you know, someone that you can, you know, always rely on and know that they're there. If you're taking the time to maintain your circle, that in fact is you taking good care of yourself socially. Um, and just, you know, again, making sure that everyone in your circle, everyone in your tribe and the relationships you have with them is intact. And if not, if you find that there are some things that you probably need to spend a little more time with, some people that you need to be spending more time with, then by all means do that, because certainly we can't do any of this as a solo effort. Um, the fifth way that I learned, guys, is called spiritual self-care. Spiritual self-care has everything to do with your relationship with God. And so one of the ways I will just be, I'll be candid, one of the ways that I have been challenging myself to be better to myself as far as spiritual self-care is, is concerned is, you know, how much time am I spending with the Lord? How much time am I reading his word? You know, how how am I finding new ways to you know, connect with others who are after the same thing and, and the same patterns and wanting to be sure that we are doing as much as we can do so that we kind of walk a little bit more like him and, and treat others the way that he would treat them. And so here lately, um, I guess actually during the quarantine, um, me and, a, and a, I guess a sacred group of girlfriends have started a small group where we are reading a book and we're going through the scripture that go along with the chapters in that book. And I don't know, it's just an opportunity for us to have a round table and discussion about what's going on and just kind of, you know, get some perspectives other than our own on things. And we take the time to pray for each other through the week. And it's just for me been really helpful. And I know that I've, you know, asked some of them, how is it working for them? But I think it's it's ultimately um, a big part of how I am taking care of myself spiritually right now. And I'm just loving the the accountability and the vulnerability that we've created and that we're fostering each week. And so I don't know, maybe that's something that you guys can take a look at as well. The sixth way um, that you need to perhaps just give some thought to as it relates to self-care is your financial self-care. And financial self-care just means, is your financial house in order? And are you being mindful or are you being a good steward of the resources that you have? And so, you know, look at your budget, y'all. Are you spending, you know, within your means? Are you saving enough? Are you thinking enough about retirement, especially since we're in our 40s? Are there things that you can tighten up on? Are there, you know, ways that you can implement way to increase the revenue that you're bringing in? Again, it is not meant this list that I'm sharing with you guys for you to try and do all of these things, but it's just certainly meant to introduce to you and give you help you have some thought about the various ways that you need to implement self-care in your life. And so, yes, financial self-care is certainly one of the ones that I'm working on as well. Um, and, you know, it, it's a process. It's not anything that's going to happen overnight and it's not a one time thing, but certainly something that I'm paying a little more attention to. The seventh and the last way that I've, you know, learned in the recent days um, or type of self-care that there is, is called environmental self-care. And environmental self-care um, is all about your workspace. It's all about your living space. And is it full of clutter? Do you have junk everywhere? 
Um, and if so, how do you find ways to declutter? How do you find ways to maintain your organized space so that you can get some creative thoughts out so that you can be at peace when you go in there and you're not stressed because there is too much stuff and there's too much clutter. So just keeping things as streamlined as possible. That includes, you know, your office space at work. That also includes your home space at home. It even includes what your car looks like. And I know for me, God knows I am working on keeping a much tidier car. I'm trying to keep it cleaner inside and out. And let's just say the Lord is working on me in that area. But certainly I am mindful that, you know, my environment needs to reflect a a sense of peace. It needs to reflect, um, you know, just not so much clutter, not so much junk. And so I'm certainly a work in progress in all things in this area, but just wanted to bring it to your mindset that, you know what, this is something that you need to take a look at. This is something, these are ways that you can implement self-care and it doesn't have to be anything hard or difficult, but certainly things that you need to be mindful of and figuring out, you know what, is this something that I need to include into the mix? So now that we've gone through these seven types of self-care, I thought I'd spend a little time and just talking with you guys about, you know, why is all of this important? And, you know, just it was more than enough to realize that there are so many different, you know, avenues and types of self-care. But certainly I wanted to just you know, for at least for my own self, figure out, all right, well, what does this mean? And and I know that there's tons of ways that I could take better care of myself and my physical being and my emotional being and all of those ways that we just ran through. But, you know, for nothing less or nothing else, guys, just know that there's no right way to self-care. There is no one, you know, specified route. There is nothing that you can do perfectly. It's just a matter of figuring out what routine works for you. And so, you know, I I shared all of those ways. I shared all of those um, categories of self-care just so that you'd be aware. And, you know, maybe you do need to take a look at what you're doing for yourself. And I know a lot of times that we'll say, you know, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And and somehow we never seem to get to it. But one thing I do want to make sure that I'm putting out there and I want to dispel the myth that self-care is, you know, optional. Um, I want to make sure that you guys understand how critically important it is to just your overall well-being. And I want to make sure that you and the others around you understand how you should be taking care of yourselves. I want to make sure that you don't, um, I guess, fall into those patterns or that mindset of, you know what, that's all well and good. I'll get to it at some point, or this is optional, or, you know what, I feel guilty or I feel selfish if I'm taking care of myself. And I think that's just a lot of what we've bought into, especially in this state of busyness that we all seem to be in. But y'all, I have to stress to you that self-care is needed. It is so needed in our day-to-day. It is so needed in how we take care of ourselves because you have to pour into yourself in order to be able to pour it back out to others. And so please don't put self-care on the back burner. Please recognize that, you know what, you deserve to be high up on your to-do list just as much as anything else that you've got going on. And so just know that it is not selfish. Please make sure you understand that it is not selfish to want to take care of you. You have to take care of you because if you don't, then who's going to take care of you and your shorties? And so I just wanted to put it out there. I wanted to make sure that you understand that these routines are, you know, not nice to 
halves, but certainly you've got to find ways to incorporate, you know, as many of them as you need to, but do it on a regular basis. Don't make it, you know, a one-time experience and don't make it something that you do so infrequently that it's not impacting the way and your way of living your quality of life on a regular basis. I just want you to understand that it is not a nice to have. Don't look at self-care as something that is just self-pampering because quite honestly, self-pampering is something completely different than self-care. Self-care is something that you do and it's ongoing and it's not a one-time experience. It's not something that, you know, you pick up and put down very, you know, infrequently. Self-care is something that you've got to make sure that you are evaluating and updating and changing and taking care of regularly. Self-pampering, on the other hand, is more about, you know, the lavish things that you do from time to time, your indulgences that you allow yourself to have. Maybe you're gratifying a desire in some way. That is what is categorized as self-pampering. Those things that you do to spoil yourself every now and again, that's self-pampering. But self-care, on the other hand, is just something that you've got to make sure that you're doing. And so I just wanted to make sure you guys understood the difference in the two, wanted to make sure that you understood the importance of self-care and and what it could be and what it looks like um, for me. And hopefully you'll get some ideas from those things. And anytime that you guys are tempted to make self-care, you know, the lower priority on your totem pole, remind yourself of these quick benefits. Self-care helps you put your physical house in order and you'll feel better guys. You will be stronger and you'll be able to handle and tackle those things physically that you need to do throughout your days. Think about the fact that, or remind yourself of the fact that it makes you feel better emotionally. Like you will be able to control those emotions when things happen that you don't expect to happen and you're able to keep them in check a little bit better than you would if you were already at wit's end and then you add yet one more thing to the plate. It allows you to be able to control those emotions and to control the response that you have to whatever may have happened or whatever the situation is at the given moment. Um, remember that self-care will give you a deeper connection, a deeper sense of connection with the Lord. Remember that, you know what, in the world around you, you're going to need to be connected to your source. You're going to need to make sure that you're, you know, in good shape with him and in good standing with him and hearing from the Lord on a regular basis so that you know how to operate and so that you do know how to take care of yourself as well as the other important folks in your life. Remember, y'all, that self-care will help you preserve and restore a sense of peace in your life. And so it slows you down long enough to recognize, you know what, I need to unplug and I need to do something for me so that I can keep a sense of mindfulness and a sense of peace, um, you know, throughout my days. And so also, guys, if I can just impress on you that, you know what, it, practicing self-care is going to give you better energy and it's going to help you heal better from whatever that's ailing you, whether it is something emotionally or whatever, whether it is something physically, it's just going to give you the mindset. It's going to make you present in the moment and making you pay attention to yourself as a priority. And I just can't stress it enough. Just make sure that you are reevaluating your routines as it relates to you and making sure that you're preserving yourself and your energy um, so that you can keep pushing forward and that you can keep projecting the best person that you you know, want to be. You can be that best version of you. And the only way that you can do that is to incorporate some really, really good um, self-care techniques into your, into your lives. (music) 
So guys, that's all I have for this episode. I really hope you have learned as much as I have about self-care. I was trying to share as much as I could with you as far as the various ways that you can incorporate, you know, some of the types of self-care into your, your routines. And hopefully it's prompting you to reevaluate what you're currently doing and figure out new things that you want to add into the mix. And so I just want to encourage you guys to keep pushing. I want to make sure that you're taking time out for yourselves because ultimately I want us to be the best version of ourselves as we possibly can. So again, thank you for joining me. Um, if you need to reach me, if you want to share things um, or other stories that you might be able to you know, toss my way, please reach out to me on the Facebook page, which is at over 40 with the shorty. Um, you can write, find me on Instagram at the same handle. And if you'd like to send me an email um, of just perhaps, you know, thoughts that you may have about this episode or perhaps ideas for future episodes, send those over to me at tlbrown at over40withashorty.com. Until next time, guys, until the next episode, take care of yourselves and your shorties. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining Over 40 with the Shorty, the podcast. 